You're listening to Medically Unbiased. Unbiased. Offering an unbiased discussion about all things medical. See? An unbiased opinion. Medically speaking? Yeah. Medically Unbiased. And welcome back to Medically Unbiased. We're coming to you a day early today because, uh, well, we just decided we missed you and we wanted to talk to you earlier. So here we are recording. We'll be dropping this Monday morning for everybody at the beginning of their work week. They can listen on their way into work and uh, learn some new stuff about COVID since that's <laughs> what seems to be in the news today. Yeah, COVID. All COVID all the time. Um, really quick, I have a new ad on the on our spot, man, that's pretty cool, right? It's very cool. I want to thank Grizzly Mechanical for sponsoring this uh, this particular podcast. If you go to grizzlyac.com or call them at 623-252-7517, that's 623-252-7517, and uh, they're in Phoenix, Arizona, the Phoenix area, they can get you set up with a new AC system, AC repairs, but they're also offering a really cool item it's a uv light goes inside the the heating system heating and air conditioning system and can kill viruses it turns on runs as your air circulates it can kill viruses it can kill stuff so i thought that was pretty cool so i appreciate them for uh, hooking us up with a sponsorship for this uh, episode so thank you guys just tell them uh, medically unbiased sent you when you call say tyler and ron at medically unbiased told us to call 623 623- Two five two seven five one seven, and uh, tell them you want to uh, look at their new scrubber, their uh, air system scrubber that cleans up all the viruses in the system. So, thank you, thank you. Yeah, all right, man. So, what do you got for news for the COVID world today? Yeah, right. So, what we've been hearing today is uh, Florida having the highest amount of cases, uh, the highest amount of cases that the state's ever seen. Florida uh, has the highest amount. Yep. Yep. Uh, 15, that's, what I, that's what I saw in the news. 15,300. But sometimes... Today? That was just today? To just today, dude. Oh, wow. That's a lot. 15,300, yeah. Positives, okay. Positives. You know, when when we're talking without the actual tests being performed, that seems like a lot. Yeah. What if they had 15,300 tests? That'd be 100%. Yeah, it would but, be. That'd be a lot. But it's not. Of course, it's the, not. The re- we, we, you and I, are smart enough to know that that's not the case. Absolutely, I think we've talked about it on this podcast a few times. A few times, right? That's not the case. We're waiting for these numbers. Well, luckily, I'm able to actually do a little research because I have a phone. Nice and a you brain. Have a, you have a phone? Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, and uh, they did 142,981 tests yesterday or today. 142,000 tests and 15,000 positive. So roughly 10 percent. 10, 11.25, if you want to be precise okay yeah 10% which is the exact amount or close to the exact amount that they had on the not on the 10th so are these the, the question I always in percentage and yeah. I wonder myself sometimes is are these acutely ill hospitalized need to be intubated patients or are these you know well sick in other words home quarantining on their own not having any problems or are of the fourteen or fifteen thousand that you mentioned that were positive as of today? Does that include uh, 
like serology tests or do, are they including uh, titers? Yeah, it doesn't say. Right. How convenient. Because Maybe I, it's higher. Because I do know that other states have included and have been chastised for including both serology and titer tests in their positive count. You know? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice to know the number, the total tests. Yeah, absolutely. If we're talking about, you know, get if it's a swab. Acute positive today. Now. Yeah, if right. it's a swab in the nose or if it's a mm. blood test, however they're testing. Right. Um, it's nice to know that these uh, that we have those numbers. So, you know, yeah, I, I guess if you want to spin it as a uh, as a scare, um, yeah, fifteen thousand cases confirmed positive, largest than than New York's single day total. You know, yeah. I mean, but here's the other question, and I guess I'll play devil's advocate here: is uh, what does that mean? Positive cases? We can't really determine that because they don't tell you. It just says positives. So, like, I have a family member who's positive, and she, you know, her, her husband and her kids are all living in the same house, breathing the same air. She was never hospitalized for this. She lost her sense of taste, has temperature, intermittent temperature. Occasionally, it was up to 104. Most time is around, you know, high 90s, 99, 100 degrees Fahrenheit for those foreign listeners we have out there. Um, we use Fahrenheit in the U S for some reason, but anyway, so she, uh, she tested positive, but her husband and kids aren't husband. Almost sneezed. I almost sneezed. It was bad. So, um, with those, (laughs) that's funny. That's all right. Little glitches. It's okay. We're real. We are real people. I don't. We're not have a a production company doing this. Okay, we're not AI. We're not AI. So basically, uh, for the United States, (laughs) we had forty million cases. This is by thepolitico.com. Okay, Uh, they have a live tracker. They pull their data obviously from like John Hopkins. Okay, they they say they would pull from CDC, but CDC hasn't released their data yet. They're holding on to it, but uh, for well, the that's for, a good idea. Yeah, so for where they're getting their information, at least they they're saying uh, forty million cases have been done, tests have been done, uh, three point two million are positive with one hundred twenty seven thousand deaths. That's less than ten percent. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's like nine percent, eight percent, something like that. That's three point two million out of forty million tests. That's less than ten percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nine percent, and then of that, of deaths are a lot lower than that. Well, so if you want to know death, deaths thing is kind of funny. So there's an article in the Atlantic the other day um, that talked about how New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts are alone. Them three states are alone. They were forty two percent of our deaths in the U.S. from COVID. Now, I don't remember if it was New Jersey or Massachusetts, but I do know that New York mandated that nursing homes take sick COVID patients. Yeah, they can't deny. They were not allowed to deny yep. as of March. I think it was 25th, if I remember right. Uh, Governor Cuomo. Well, first of all, Governor Cuomo, he went on the radio uh, or on the TV, excuse me, in early March. And he said, 
we're not going to lock down. Lockdowns are stupid. Uh, we would not do that. I think, uh, here, let's listen to what he, he, this is him on the 17th of March, given a, given a press conference about the lockdowns. And he's talking about talking to a, a buddy of his or someone he knows and who's asking, thinking that New York's going to lock down because this person, this made up person he's talking about has heard that they, the general public has said there's going to be a lockdown. Now remember we're, we're in June, July right now. We're a lot further along in the knowledge base of where we were at then. Yeah. But at the time, Cuomo said, oh, we're not going to lock down. Uh, that there were going to be uh, uh, mandatory like quarantine. He was going to be in. Uh, where is it at? Oh, that was no, it. I can't find it. That no. was it. That was it. <laughs> Did you hear it? Yeah. I couldn't hear it. Yeah, I heard it fine. Oh. Uh, why can't I hear it? my system. You can hear it fine, though? Yeah. Okay, we'll keep it going. He said, you know, where did you hear that? Well, that's what they say. That's what I'm hearing. They're saying. Uh, And I was saying, you know, look, I would know, right? Because I would have to authorize those actions legally. It's not going to happen. Well, I hear it is going to happen. I said, but I know, but I would have to do it. So he's saying he would have to authorize legally the actions of, uh, and I think there was a gap there for everyone. I think there was a, might've been a sound gap. We'll find out at the end. But uh, anyway, he's saying he, he, this person's talking to him. This theoretical person is saying there's going to be a lockdown. And he's saying, I would have to know about it. I would have to do it. It's not going to happen. Listen more. And I'm telling you, I'm not doing it. It He's not locking down. He's adamant. I'm not doing it. It's taking me 25 minutes just to slow him down to hear the information. So we he, are fighting. So he's saying that they're not going to lock down. That's March seventh. Or sorry, March nineteenth. I think I said seventeenth. Before. That was March nineteenth, right? So yeah. now, currently, uh, he's kind of under fire right now because he made all these COVID patients go to the hospital. So the death rates from New York are strictly because of his order to his send policy. everyone yeah. to. The so send positive COVID patients to the most vulnerable area and potentially infect everybody in there, which it which which it did which it did <laughs> did exactly what everyone said it was going to do right. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, <laughs> do that again. As far as I'm concerned, that's on uh, that's on his hands. All those dead patients in the nursing homes that didn't have covid died because because yeah. he sent them there i yeah. mean yeah he sent them there and he he um he did come back uh cuz he that order was all the way till may 11th mhm came he finally they pulled it off the their their new york um health department site website yeah like around may 11th and okay and then you know I'm sure they did a, you know, we were talking earlier. I'm sure they did a um, investigation on that and found out that he was, you know, not the problem. Oh, they did. There was an investigation recently that said he's not the problem. But to me, it's more along the lines of when we're talking numbers, you said Florida has the most in a day, right? But not the most deaths, right? Correct. So if we look in just, so the question becomes, what's the death rate? Like I said, 
My family member had it. Her sons, her son and her daughter did not get it. Her husband did not get it. Now, did she quarantine away from them? No. Her husband and her slept in the same bed. The family made a conscious decision that said, look, if mom has it, we're all going to eventually get it. I don't want to be away from my wife. Don't want to be away from my mom. Guess what? Nobody else has it. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, New York had 24, has 24,979 deaths. Total. Yeah, total. You know, uh, if we look at uh, Florida, which is, you know, uh, 4,346. Now, nobody else mandated positive COVIDs going back to the nursing home, I don't think. Well, New York State said that 6,326 COVID positive patients were admitted to nursing homes between March 25th and May 8th. That's a lot. 6,000 positives. Yeah, that's a lot. Went to nursing homes. 6326 to be precise. You know, that's a lot, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, think about this though. They, they supposedly they knew how it it transmitted then. Yes. And if you were Cuomo's chief medical officer, that's giving him the information or talking to him cuz let's be honest, Cuomo is not a physician. Uh, no, he's at all. He's just a He's a politician. Public, he's a public figure, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody's advising him, oh, it, that will be fine. Oh, that's fine. Send them back. It's okay. Because we have to clear out the hospitals for the very sick. Fair enough. But they had to have been sick enough to be in the hospital or go to the hospital, I would think, from an elderly standpoint. But so, okay, fair enough. But they had a giant ship there to care for COVID patients. They had a huge... The, didn't uh, the Navy or Air Force, whoever owns that ship, one yeah. of our military... The Navy, I think, uh, Okay. Yeah. They had a the huge... Comfort. Had yeah, the comfort. was the comfort. So that ship was docked there at that time. Do you know how many patients that place saw? I think it saw like 10 patients or something. Yeah, if that. So they it were supposed stupid. to take... Initially, they were supposed to take uh, COVID-negative patients. Okay. Because they thought... The ship was supposed to take COVID-negative. Yeah, okay. it was supposed to take negative patients. So sick patients that the hospitals didn't want to take in that were healthy. Okay. But then somebody shipped a COVID positive patient. The first one was COVID positive. They shipped to the to it. Really? So then they ended up having to switch it to try to say, okay, we'll take we'll take the positives. They didn't take really anything. They even set up all those um opened up all that stuff in Central Park too. I don't right. know, I don't know how many people, you know, went yeah, through I, there. I couldn't I couldn't tell you for sure without looking it up. I mean, and even I, then, the data supposedly, the accurate data is obviously skewed. Oh, it's it's immensely skewed. This but, is going to go down, in my opinion, as the biggest blunder in American history. I mean, we've done a lot of stupid stuff in America, but how how in a day and age of like such detail and accuracy on the internet and scientific knowledge that we have, can we screw up? A simple count. Uh, like, I have friends that are cowboys that don't need iPhones and shit to count how many cattle they have. Like, they don't need it. They can just tell me, oh, well, there's this many cattle and there's two sick ones. Like, you know, this many. Have. They can give me the details without having it on a damn yeah. computer. So is this, a, is this because there's no non- uh, it seems like a very partisan thing. 
that each state is, you know, doing something different. Well, yeah, and we weren't in New York at the time of the right. crisis, but mm-hmm. you know, the I had re- friends that were there. I, I did too, and I have had conversations with them. And I'm going to speak on like for us in the beginning. Right. There was a lot of what we call PUI, so uh, people under investigation mm. for COVID. There was a, hundreds of them. Yeah, every day you would get you know another from a hospital standpoint, you'd get another. 30 40 50 every day and you're just you're waiting for the <laughs> well the it, process that you know to the covid became the new it? sepsis because we used to give think everyone was sepsis rule out right? yeah like everyone was a sepsis rule out if you had a temperature and you had a, a fever and you're tachycardic or tachycardic and you're breathing faster your heart rate was going fast guess what sepsis so in the beginning now it's short of breath oh covid yeah so in the beginning you know Hospital workers were worried about all these patients that were possibly positive and burning through all that PPE, mm. personal protective equipment, um, to, to just waiting for you know results to come back. And obviously, when you got them back, you were like, "Who?" When they were negative, you were it, it was a sigh of relief. Right. But could you imagine, like New York? Maybe they're getting maybe their ER is just getting hammered, you know, with all these elderly sick people. Um, that are positive, but you're still waiting for results. You're not 100% sure. Because well, we don't even 100% sure know how this disease is transmitted 100%. No, even the, right all the high, well, so that's a great theory or great comment in this hypothesis cycle because if you take the 6,300 people sent back to nursing homes, do you think for a moment that those nursing homes were like, oh, Let's roll Betty, the new COVID patient. Let's roll her into everyone's room. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I can't. No, were they were they strictly enforcing hand washing? No, I believe social distancing. But I'm saying if this is a COVID positive person, I guarantee you that the COVID of COVID positive patient in that room was treated like, you know, Chernobyl. Yeah, by everybody. But it's still spread. That's my point. So how did it? Because if it was if they were treating that patient like Chernobyl, like a no-go zone, and everyone was hiding out from that patient and staying free of the patient, then, you know, what's I don't understand. Maybe maybe it's in the air. Maybe it went through the air system. Maybe you need grizzlyac.com to come uh, put a system in for them, you yeah, know? Maybe. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, so I'm looking at this data here. And if you look at deaths, Let's forget positives for a minute and look at the real, well, one of the real factors, in my opinion, the death rate, right? Per million, New York has 1,660 deaths per million inhabitants. Okay. Florida has 179 per million. It's a factor of 10 different. Yeah. So. A lot of factors of 10 on this show today. It's kind of. Yeah, today's the tenth. Is it? No, it's the eleventh. Is it the eleventh? I don't even know anymore. Recording, recording it on the on the eleventh or twelfth. Recording at the twelfth. It's the twelfth today. And and, you know, keep in mind, you know, when we were all freaking out about this too, this disease, from medical standpoint, you know, we were seeing the death toll numbers go up. Yeah, well, the death toll was huge early on. But but that, but that's what we were testing. 
We were testing testing severely ill patients. Severely ill patients. We weren't testing how we're testing today. Listen, if I have a runny nose, if I have a runny nose right now, I can go get tested. Hell, if I don't even have a runny nose right now, and I just feel like I I might have COVID right now, I can go get tested. Yeah, but I've also sent patients for for, uh, titers, for serology tests, to see at the lab, because they said they were really sick back in January you know, February, or they had come yeah. in with dilated cardiomyopathy, and, and they they would MI. come in as probably po- they would be a positive. It's you know they you have to count them as positive. They were if they have titers, they're positive. Well, here's the other problem: how many nurses do you know that have been tested multiple times? Um, I, I would suspect multiple times. But I mean, how many nurses do you know? I know a few nurses that have been tested up to five times. Yeah, uh, and because they have to have two negatives before they could come back to work. Yeah. So those will be two negatives, right? Yeah, but the three positive tests will be positive. Counted as three positives. We're not counting people. We're counting test positives. But if I test the same person three times and there's three positive tests on the same person, those aren't new positives. No. I but mean, as far as I, they're, they're counted as positive. But look yeah. at what we're counting. We're not yeah. counting new people positive. We're counting new positive results. Well, if you go by, but com- if I'm testing the same person a bunch of times, I could say, "Yep, had ten positive results." But it's the same person. Yeah, and if you go by common sense, you have to assume that if if we have, let's say that, you know, t- take ten percent off the top or twenty percent off the top of that number, three hundred thousand, six hundred thousand of the three point two million that are positive, okay, right? uh, as as a repeat positives mm-hmm. or whatever, right. You'd have to assume common sense would just tell you you're you, there's way more positives out there that never got tested, meaning they've recovered. Right. Because some we of these people were every one ones. of them had go home in the beginning. Yeah, we weren't even testing them because we didn't have tests. We didn't have tests. Right. There's got to be you know those that that number has to be crazy high, and they didn't die. No, they didn't die, and then they're saying. Oh, I had a fever, sick, couldn't taste, blah, blah, blah. And they're getting, you know, right now there's false positives and there's false negatives out there too. There is, absolutely. Well, it's like if I do a stress test, if I do a nuclear stress test, I think there's an 85% positive rate, right? So there's a 15% chance that it'll give me a false positive or a false negative, 15% chance, even on that test. And that's a well-known, well-utilized test to help rule out a potential MI. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to treat my patient based on that data, and it still has a 15% fail rate. Yeah, I th- I believe that the, the, the person that developed these tests did not even want it for diagnostic testing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't read that. That's pretty cool. So, so what does that tell you? That tells you that there's always going to be a plus minus. There's always going to be some flaws in the testing. There, we're going to see positive, false positives. We're going to see false negatives. But the reality of it is it's out there. Yeah. It's uh, the age median is going down. You know, it's not 70 because we're not 60 and 70 year old median. It's not any of that stuff because we're not testing the very sick and elderly like we were in the beginning. Right. Now we're just testing everybody that's, you know, I got a sweaty back. I got to (laughs) go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and the, and also you think about this and I don't know if a lot of people think about this, your, um, 
your surgeries, right? Every one of them is yeah. getting a test. Every, every single one of them. single surgery, yeah. And we're not talking emergent. We're talking elective. All, every elective procedure that goes through the hospital gets tested. So all that adds up as COVID testing numbers. Right. But they're not getting tested. Well, at least at our hospital, they're not getting tested with a swab. They're being blood. They're getting blood yeah, tests. Well, I think we're swabbing it. Are you? Yeah. We have, we have rapid and we also have send out. Yeah, they have both as well. I know one of the hospitals I round at only does the send out version because it takes like three days for them to get their information back. Oh, really? Three? Yeah. I think we get ours within 24 hours. But nevertheless, yeah. at least we're getting some data back. And that's the important thing. That's why... I just think it's misreported and it's causing this entire misconception of what COVID really is. I, don't get me wrong. I think it's a bad disease. I think the people who get it that have vulnerabilities, that have comorbidities, are going to be suffer from it, right? Yeah. You're going to be very sick. Uh, had an elderly patient the other day pass away within two days, went in the hospital, a little bit of chest pain, died two days later, COVID test was negative. I questioned that because the rate of death was just too fast for it to be, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Elderly, multiple comorbidities, it makes sense it would be COVID, but then again, it could have just been, random life too you know were they a full code when they passed or did they yeah let them go no they were full code okay you couldn't bring them back so sad you know what i mean but the point is is that when it comes down to these things and you have that happen i even question the results of the negative test that i yeah i think it was positive there's false negatives so you know what i mean i think it was false negative but will it matter no it doesn't change anything well, like for that I, family, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were explaining how they had the f- the first test was positive, and then um, for them to go back to the nursing home or LTAC or wherever they were going, they needed three negatives. Wow, three so negatives, three negatives, which they got. They got okay. three negatives. Good. You know, uh, yeah, sent them to the nursing home, and then a couple days later came into the hospital positive. So, which one's more likely, the three negatives or the one first positive? Again, it's a hot mess. Probably most likely the first positive was a false positive. First positive positive was false positive. Because the chances of having three negatives three different days in a row, probably very unlikely. Very unlikely. And then caught it. Then officially caught it. Right. But then how many times is it positive after that? I don't know where we're at because I believe they're still in the hospital, but... The, the, reality, the reality of it is, and I know, you know, I know of, of people that have had positive results greater than 14 days. Yeah. I've seen them positive, asymptomatic positives up to 30 plus days. Yeah. I've seen that too. I almost feel like they, CDC really needs to do more research on length because I feel like either we're stopping too soon because we're saying, well... You're positive and you have symptoms, but three days post, three days after your symptoms stop, mm-hmm. if you have no symptoms, you're good to go. You know, if you're not retesting. Yeah. Right? See, so I that- just think that three days after, you still potentially could be shedding the virus or you still could be positive. And if you're positive, you have to be shedding the virus, right? If you were tested positive, then it's still active. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, I would think so. It seems to be. I mean, that's what all the Karens are freaking out about the mask thing. You could be positive and I know. So that's why everyone's wearing masks, right? 
Yeah, everyone's wearing a mask. And, but there again, getting back into the mask thing, you know, you you test positive uh, or you get called you're wearing a mask. Well, I'm wearing a mask and my husband's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're two feet apart from each other because we love each other. Yeah. Um, you can still spread it. I guess, yeah. You can still spread it. Yeah, I don't think the masks benefit. The, you know so I mean? it's, so what I'm getting at, though, with that is that the masks, I feel, this is just my opinion on this, but I just feel like masks are, I'm, masks are a false sense of security for everyone that's wearing them if they're not social distancing, right? Who came so, up with a six-foot rule? That's what I want to know. Six-foot rule. Six, Six-foot one you're good to go. You don't need a mask. But but here's the thing though. I have a mask, you have a mask. We're 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 in the grocery store. You're grabbing food. I'm I'm I walk up next to you to grab food. I think oh, he's got a mask, I got a mask. We should be fine. Are we? I don't know. That's a good question. We don't know. They say you are according to the studies that I've seen, but again, they're testing in like really per- perfect environments. They're not testing these really crappy single layer super thin masks. Yeah. And then, you know, the grandma knitted. Yeah, grandma knitted with all the big holes in it. Damn. You know, you know those sweaters they used to make. She used to make for <laughs> you. Come on. I, I like them. Don't judge me. Okay. But that's what, you know, and, and no one's, you hear occasionally wash your hands. You don't hear it all the time. No. Uh, wash we said your this, hands. We said this last time. The wash your hands thing is important. It's very important, everyone. Wash your hands. That's probably the most and, important. And honestly, wear a mask. Right. If if you're if you're state or, or local, yeah, I know, I know for you. But if your state or local uh, government requires you to wear a mask, wear a mask. You know why? Because people like me, I don't necessarily believe in wearing a mask, but I have children, mm-hmm. and these children want to do stuff. <laughs> and when you start shutting down certain things because you're concerned with certain things, because the people in the in the building are not wearing a mask, well, that's going to upset me. Wear a mask, keep the thing open, allow the kids to do what they need to do because they are losing their minds. You probably see that with your own children. How how does a business determine whether or not somebody is part of a protected class, American Disabilities Act, and can't wear a mask? Is there a group I that can't wear a mask? Because you know, they I, have major allergies, breathing problems, blah, blah, blah. Is there a reason for not wearing one? Is there, I don't, I have not written that order for any patients and nor would I, cause I'd leave that to a pulmonologist Yeah, and I don't or think, a primary care doctor. I, I don't think there's anything. I, I mean, that's a good question, but I would think if you live in a wintry state, you know, where it's super cold and you're, you're, you have, a, you have say, I don't know, some kind of lung disease, mm. but you want to go skiing. Pretty sure you're. I don't think you have lung disease and go skiing. You might. Uh, no. You. I think you can. <laughs> you're reaching for shit now. Well, okay. Reaching for shit is saying this. I have. I have allergies, and because of my allergies, because uh-huh. of my asthma, we'll use asthma as a good one. Okay. Because people ski with asthma. I, this has nothing to do with skiing. My point, though, is, is nothing for, people to do are wearing skiing. masks in the wintertime that are covering their mouths, but the it's not this okay isn't a now. courtroom because like, they would throw this shit out quickly. But it's not okay now. Straw man argument. My Straw point, man though, fallacy. is, so she's so saying, I am not going to wear a mask because my, my asthma flares up. 
No, I'm saying if your physician has said you are to not wear a mask. Then you have a doctor's note. You, you can get away with it. Oh, you have a doctor's. So you're supposed to present your doctor's note to every Karen that walks up to you in the grocery store? Absolutely. You're going to have a little um, a little badge on your backpack. Says, <laughs> so I have stupid. severe allergies. Again, like the number of people not wearing masks is low. It's actually flipped in the last six months in the U.S. Yeah. From being only a couple, you know, Asian tourists who wore masks here to now the vast majority of people are wearing masks. It's become a damn fashion accessory. Yeah. It's matching their clothes. It's doing all this crazy stuff. But, you know, I laughed the other day because someone posted, yeah, I went to the store to get something and they said I needed a mask. So I found one in the parking lot, put that on, worked pretty good. You know, <laughs> well, think about this a minute. What what at that point in time? What's the mask regulating? What's the mask benefiting? What's the mask doing? Oh, it helped him. Nothing. It helped him get into the store. Correct. But did it help anybody? Why can't else? you just put your shirt over your mouth? I did the other day. I walked in. That should work. Walked in. I put my shirt over my mouth, and then I was at the back of the store, and I forgot. You know how you forget? Happened to me. So I was at the back of the store. Nobody there. Like way in the back of the store. And then as someone came up to me, I grabbed my shirt and put it over my, my face again. And it was a store employee who kicked me out of the store for not having a mask. Nice, but you had a shirt. Right, which I put over my face. And they said that wasn't acceptable. We've seen memes of panties and... Uh, I totally want to get an old pair of tidy whities and like get a marker and make the center of them brown and then stick them over my face. That's what I'm going to wear to the store. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, my wife has vetoed that option, but I thought it would be hilarious. She it says no. She said no. But Couldn't there again, you know, no masks or wear masks, but as long Mask as you're... Is a relative term, though. As, lo- as long What's as you're pro- protesting, <laughs> you know, there's there's definitions for that, too. My, my, I guess what I'm getting at is that it's 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 whatever the latest trend is happening at this very second well my biggest versus, deal with all of this is versus that, actual scientific data that says like do more research with covid yes like show us what it really is if it's Pro- airborne prove beyond a reasonable doubt yeah that it's transmittable by speaking within six feet of somebody prove that this is all theory and hypothetical conjecture it's not proven there's plenty of people out here to potentially prove some of this stuff. Here's my other thing I want to know is that like with my family member with a friend, you have a friend of yours, similar thing happened. One of the people got affected. The other family members did not. Yeah. Why are we not testing those family members that didn't get infected to see what alleles or biomarkers are on their DNA that allowed them to pre- be prevented from obtaining this? And how can we regenerate that sequence it, create it, and prevent other people from getting it. Why is that not being done? I, I don't think they are thinking that far. Well, maybe we're in the yeah. fires stage. We're still putting out fires, which is hilarious because Sweden, Sweden has been this, you know, point of content, contention throughout the system of never having lockdown, right? They didn't lock down. No businesses were going to be shut down. They just told elderly people to stay home if you can, shut her in place, if you feel you need to wear a mask, fine. If not, fine. But we're going to operate as normal. So Sweden didn't shut down. Their economy is doing fairly well, considering actually their dollars improving because they didn't shut down. Now, the hilarity, 
the hilarity that ensues with Sweden is everyone's like, well, they killed more people in their, you know, system, blah, blah, blah. More, more people died in Sweden per, you know, per capita, based on like a per hundred thousand or a million people count, right, than other places. However, they actually suffered fewer deaths per capita than several of their neighbors like Belgium, Italy, United Kingdom, Spain. You know, they actually suffered less death. And this last week, they had their first two days in a row with a zero death count in Sweden. Zero zero deaths per day. They're doing something right. They didn't lock maybe, down. Maybe our numbers wouldn't have been so bad if Cuomo didn't send those patients back to the nursing home. Well, we know too. that. That's for sure. Right? For sure. All right. We'll be back with our next topic, people. All right, everyone, back to Medically Unbiased. You can check us out at medicallyunbiased.com. You can send us an email, info at Medically Unbiased, or you can reach us on Twitter at Medically Unbiased on Twitter. Yeah, send us some information that yeah. you want us to check into. Or argue against us. We like that, too. Yeah, we're you know, Show us why we're wrong. And we're, I'm willing to change my mind. We're unbiased. Yeah, I'm absolutely not here to say that I'm right all the time. My wife would tell me I'm never right. <laughs> you beg to differ. I beg to differ. So uh, back to the keto thing. How are you doing on your diet? So far, so good. Going on um, day six. Okay. Night six. Okay. Tomorrow will be day seven. Next week. Really? Is that how it works? Day six and then day seven? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. That's how it works in my household. Right on. I thought it was day six, day nine, day four. Well, ne- day next Monday I'll have... Totals for weight loss. Ah, nice. I wasn't going to do it tonight because it wasn't a full seven days. Okay. And I do you feel, feel better already, though? I do. A oh, man, that first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first day is always a bear. First day is sure. really tough. Yeah, I get it. I um, I was tired. I'm 12 days in myself. Are you 12? Yeah. How are you feeling? Way, way good. Much better. Yeah. I feel like the shirt is a little bit looser. I just feel like uh, I'm not as hungry, and when I am hungry, I'm not like starving. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you feel fuller longer, fuller longer, and just the just the different. The, there's a difference. Like, I'm not. I don't have these peaks and valleys anymore. Right. Cool. So I used to have times where, um, if I went to the gym and early in the morning, but I forgot to eat food. And I yeah. worked out, worked those big muscles. Yeah, the, the little muscles. I like it. And I would get <laughs> real shaky, like really, like almost. I have to lay flat on the ground. Okay, because I feel like I'm going to pass out. And um, you know, it didn't work out well. That's not healthy. No. You know, you can't say, "Well, you were working out." No. So well, you were working out. Yes. Yeah. but i don't have those peaks and valleys anymore and then when i'm hungry i feel hungry for food not hungry like i gotta eat something because my body's shaking right it's just a total different feeling of of the of the whole diet and the process yeah what's i i feel i've done keto for three months prior i lost over 20 25 pounds okay i felt pretty good but i really i I'm pretty 
specific on diet this time around where I would be like, oh, I'll just grab, eat a pound of bacon. <laughs> right. So like I've been. So this time it's a lot less scientific than it was last time is what you're telling me? I don't think I was scientific at all, right? Last time or this time? Last time. I think I'm a little bit more. You're probably more this I'm time. I'm making more, a uh, little bit more rounded meals, I think. Are you making a better, you, are you using an app to help you with your diet? Uh, no, but I do have some diet menu food or whatever that's okay. pre-made or pre-prepared or whatever you want to call it. Okay. So you made this pre-prepared stuff or you bought it? I make the food. Okay. The the I guess the menus or whatever are is out of the book. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Out of that book, so Okay. The ketogenic Bible. Yeah, the ketogenic Bible. Nice. But um the authoritative guide to ketosis. It's actually, you know, if you really want to know a little bit more about, you know, why keto is important and that kind of thing, it, it really tells a lot. It says a lot yeah. about it. Explains it for sure. Um like I said, it, it's it's just a different feeling, a different experience. Like I don't feel like I did Atkins. Did you do Atkins? I never did Atkins. Um, I've done, I've done a few diets. Like the thinnest I ever was, the the fittest I ever was was when I just did tons of intermittent fasting. But I also exercised a lot. Like my wife and I, uh, we used to go to club dancing, so we would dance for, you know, be on the dance floor and two step and dance for. Hours, four or five hours a night. Like we would go from 9 p.m. to two in the morning. We would dance all night long and we did that four days a week. So that was tons of exercise. And I didn't, I didn't drink alcohol at the time and I don't drink alcohol now. So there's no carbs in that. And then I ate, my father would have said I ate like a bird because I didn't eat a lot of food, but I was down, you know, I was 70 pounds lighter at the time than I am now. Wow. That was a decade ago when I was first dating my wife. <laughs> Eleven years ago, ten years ago, ten years ago, I guess now. Yeah, I'm probably up like twenty five pounds, I would think, from when I started dating my wife. Really, but you know, getting back to this diet thing, I mean, it's first weekend after day one, really after day two. Yeah, I started feeling. I just I didn't I don't crave as your typical carb meal mm-hmm. anymore. Like I don't have that desire. That took to, me over a week. That took me seven at least seven days. Did it? Yeah, I'm not a big bread eater or mm-hmm. carby. Like I don't. I'm not a big sweet eater. I don't eat sweets and stuff like Good that. Good for either, you. So. I'm I'm horrible. I love ice cream. I love orange juice. I miss I miss those kinds of foods. Yeah. See, I I I'm not that. I don't eat that stuff. So. For the most part, I, you That's know, helpful. I eat fast food. I never met a donut I didn't like. I love donuts. Yeah, right? Donuts, carbs, man. Like pasta. I love pasta. I'm a huge pasta fan. Yeah. And so I don't have pasta. And I know there's options and alternatives and every other keto, you know, derivative out there that I sure. don't like those either. I mean, I'm, I'm going to eat cardboard. Just, you know, and no, thanks. No. I'd rather eat real food. So I've been eating steaks we've been cooking steaks a couple nights a week um a lot of bacon but i did a kind of a weird recipe i just use bacon and avocado mayo some tomato and wrap it in romaine lettuce and make a bacon lettuce and tomato Ooh. sandwich gonna uh, have to try that one yeah that sounds good it is but 
without the bread, right? And then avocado mayo has no carbs in it. Tomato has very little, if any, carbs in it. So the bacon. Higher fat, which is helpful. Correct. So you're, you know, it's a win-win, really. And it makes kind of a good snack in the middle of the day. And you can even use, if you want to make it quickly, you can get that microwave pre-made bacon, just microwave it. Because it's still bacon, but just microwave it and uh, cook it up instead of having to cook a big giant thing of bacon. Is it really bacon? I don't know. I have an air fryer for my bacon. I didn't try the bacon strips that I gave my dog. (laughs) So I'm not there yet. (laughs) I I had... um, So this week's dinners, um, I had tri-tip today. Okay, cool. Actually. Yeah. And then um, yesterday I made a taco casserole. Nice. Yeah. You ready for this? So it was uh, obviously meat and some onion and some onion powder and, you know, spices and stuff. It also had uh, your your favorite low, you know, salsa. It's pretty, okay. pretty low carb. Yes. Yeah, most salsa is pretty low carb unless it's, you know, made with sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and that's um, on the bottle. You can read that. Salsa, cheese, and cottage cheese. Oh, wow. Which I was like, I'm not a fan at all of cottage cheese. No. I must have had some bad cottage cheese when I was a kid because I remember it tasting nasty. Maybe it doesn't, but when I mix it in, there's two meals I eat cottage cheese in. Mm. One is this taco casserole. Okay. It was really good. Okay. And then my mother-in-law makes this um, strawberry jello stuff with, it has cottage cheese in it. Okay. It's Amazing, but it's not keto. It's so. not <laughs> definitely not no. keto. So I, I yeah, I'm not a cottage cheese. So there's a lot of foods that people have a problem eating, and I get that. So I have patients ask me all the time. So you're doing keto, and I see you're losing weight because I've been losing weight, and you can. I mean, I feel I feel it. Yeah, can see so it. I checked the. I have Keto Mojo, which in case anyone doesn't know, Keto Mojo is a blood tester, much like a glucometer. But it tests your blood glucose. It'll also test your ketones, your blood ketones. And then you're able to tell if you're in ketosis that way. You use your glucose-ketone ratio to help determine whether you're in a true level of ketosis. And the first meter, you can buy it on Amazon. Um, It's like 50 bucks, and you get 10 test strips and 10 uh, glucose strips with it. But, uh, you know, that's the setup. And then the next time, if you after you do your 10, you want more, you have to buy... The ketone strips are the most expensive. They're 50 bucks. They're a buck a piece. Glucose strips are only like 12 or $13 for 50 of them. So not too bad. But this way you can test if you're in ketosis every day. And once you kind of know what kicks you out of ketosis, you'll know where you're at kind of after your diet. But it takes a while. It's not. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I'm still doing my checks every other day. Um, I don't need to check it every day, but I check every other day. And uh, the first time I did, I went through the burn through the first test ten test strips in like ten days, right? Because you're like, am I in ketosis now? Am I in ketosis now? Am I in so the, how long did it take you to get into ketosis? To get into full blown like high level of ketosis was eleven days. No, sorry, ten days. Ten days from start to high level of ketosis was ten days for me, and that was not consuming. It was consuming less than twenty grams of carbs a day, and consuming no more than one meal a day. No, no more than one meal. You, I would have thought you would have jumped into ketosis way faster than that. I would have thought so too. But there's the postprandial position of you're burning up a lot of your old glucose, right? So I have a ton of it, and I'm getting rid of it, and it takes a while to get 
to move to be fat adapted, you know? Yeah. So not as easy. Yeah, no, not as easy. And and also, like we, I think we said last week uh, for ketos, uh, ketos and dieting, you know, you may not lose weight, physical weight, but you'll lose inches. Right. And I haven't lost a ton of weight, but I added this last week, I added uh, simple exercises every day, mandatory 50 push-ups. That's all I added to my regiment. So I'm not going to know, I'm not going to sign up for a gym. I'm not going to run or jog or anything. I'm not a fan of that stuff. But I mean, people should really look at their health. And I don't think they do. I don't think people look at their health as important when it comes to, uh, I should say people don't get their diet when it comes to their health. They come to the doctor or their nurse practitioner or the PA and they want a pill to fix their ailment. When a lot of times some of these comorbidities that are going back to the COVID thing earlier, like, you know, obesity is a problem, you know? Yeah. High blood pressure, hypertension, statins, high cholesterol, all these things that could be mitigated with weight reduction and mitigated with diet that takes longer to fix, right? If I, we're an instant gratification society, right? So I'm going to take you to Wendy's and get you a hamburger or McDonald's and get you a hamburger. You get it in minutes, not hours. I can give you a drug to lower your cholesterol and it'll work within a couple of days. But if you just stop eating carbs, foods that most of these people adore and love, I'm going to take them away from them. You know, that's not, they're all, that's not fair. I love eating that. Well, then keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. But to me, the most patients can benefit by getting healthier by not eating carbs and consuming these crazy foods. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, it's been, it's been six days. Uh, I feel, I feel really good. You're not checking your stuff through Keto Mojo yet though, right? No, I will have to order it because yeah. I don't have it yet. Okay. Well, if we can get him to be a sponsor, hello, Keto Mojo. Just kidding. You're not going to sponsor me because I'm too smart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if we go to dietdoctor.com, dietdoctor.com has hundreds of keto recipes for people interested in this subject. It's a really good resource. And they have hundreds of keto recipes available for free. Um, you can sign up and you can do uh, education and learning through them. But if you want just some good recipes, they literally on the front page of their, they have breads with no, you know, you don't have to give up all your foods. They have breads that don't have any carbs or hardly any carbs, like two grams of carbs per serving. Yep. They've got keto pizzas. they got, uh, but everything's set up for you and helps you to understand what's in your food. And then in the process of doing this, I tell this to my patients all the time, the minute you learn this, you go down the proverbial rabbit hole of diet in six months when you walk into the when you walk into the grocery store, guess what's gonna happen? When you walk in the grocery store, you're gonna think everyone and everything in there is trying to kill you. You're gonna think every food in that grocery store is trying to kill you. So my goal here is to make sure that everyone's aware of how to get their info, get the best diet info get updated and get healthy because uh you don't want to get sick you don't want to die early you don't want to get coronavirus you don't want <laughs> what's what's going on over there you drink it are you gonna drink another drink something Ooh, that sounded good it is good it's really good it's tasty tastiness it's fine you can cough dude you got six masks on you're fine you gotta worry cough in your mask 
That's funny. Um, well, we might cut this uh, episode a little shorter than normal today, but I wanted everyone to know that we're still thinking of you. We're want to make sure everyone's aware of what's going on in the COVID world or not going on. Like we don't understand all the data because I don't think even the I would say experts to call themselves experts understand all the data. I think that they're having a really hard time at this point in time putting all the information together because there's so many hands in the cookie jar. So we got too many hands in the cookie jar on one end. That's problem one. Uh, we got differentiating determinations of COVID disease. And then when it comes to death, I watched a video the other day that was put out. And they said that this this person said that if you die of, if you're in hospice, let's say your patient's in hospice and they die while in hospice, but are tested positive for COVID, that's recorded as a COVID death. That <clears throat> That's true. Uh, if you have a car accident yep, and, and die in the car accident, if post-mortem analysis says you... <laughs> Uh, that you that you uh, had a COVID, you, you were positive for COVID. Guess what? COVID death. But you you died because a semi ran over your Mercedes. That's why you died. But if you test positive for COVID, it's COVID death. Yeah, or you <clears throat> or you died when you were drinking and driving. Correct. God Some, forbid. Something horrible stupid thing. like that. Right. But test positive for COVID. COVID death. So again, are the numbers real? That's the problem and that's why all these policymakers and all these things are messing things up yeah so you know i was mentioning it earlier i had um i had uh was listening to that ben shapiro mm-hmm. guy and uh he made he, he he was looking at the the data yeah on one of his podcasts and basically wondering why you know why are all these uh states especially the lower ones arizona mm-hmm. nevada now i mean in a sense uh, Texas, Florida, Georgia, mm-hmm. these lower states. Why are the COVID numbers going up? <clears throat> Deaths are not going up. That's for sure. They're meaning they're they're testing more, of course. But why do f- people feel like they need to be tested to get tested? And those numbers are quite high, and the positives are coming back, obviously quite uh, elevated, or what they what do they like to say a tick up. Mm-hmm. You know, his he summarized uh, that it basically, you know, could it be the Everyone's now indoors versus being out and about. You so know, the weather. Because the, the air conditioning? Yeah, the air conditioning. They need to call Grizzly AC. <laughs> yeah. They call Grizzly AC. They're going to get, you know, an awesome technician to their house. They're going to get set up. And uh, hopefully they can just buy a new UV light system, kill all the bacteria, and then they won't have any problems. I mean, it makes sense, right? So if. Yeah, everyone's in air conditioning right now, especially if, here in Nevada. Yeah. It, you're inside, you're going inside cars, and if you're traveling with people, you're in a car that's got AC ro- uh, blowing, um, you can get it. You know, you can get your car to pull in from the outside, but who, who does that? Unless you're looking for like a little bit more blower speed because it, uh, yeah. it blows a little bit harder. But, the, you know, think about, you know, Florida. It's hot and muggy. Georgia, hot and muggy. Texas, hot and muggy. You're not out, you know, maybe you're outside in your pool. Like my buddy was golfing yesterday. Okay. And he's like, dude, seriously, we finished that on the 17th hole because it was so freaking hot out. Yeah. And who wants to wear a mask when it's, you know, 100 degrees degrees. out? Yeah. 
and <clears throat> 80 or 90% humidity or some ridiculous mm-hmm. number. Um, the reality, you know, the, 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 and, and everybody is, you know, out and about and doing what they need to do. And, uh, you know, just put some common sense. I think if you're in those small tight spaces or yeah. smaller buildings, sound makes sense. Yeah. So COVID's still a thing and, uh, ketosis is where we want to be. It sounds like, you know, it's the perfect, it's the perfect, yeah. Relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so Stay healthy, everybody. We uh, hope to hear from you guys on uh, Twitter. I know I know people like talking to us on there. So uh, hit us up, and we'll chat with you soon. You've been listening to Medically Unbiased. Visit our website at medicallyunbiased.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listening to this podcast does not create a doctor-patient relationship. The Medically Unbiased podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening.